Want to hear something completely nuts? Connor McDavid has the scored in 10 games. 10 games, including his two-assist performance last night and the Oilers beating the Kings 4-2. Why does that matter? Well, hang on. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. The Oilers will be the fourth and final team the Penguins face on this Western Canada slash Seattle trip that's going to begin formally tonight in Vancouver against the Canucks. And for this team to come home with, I don't know, what would you say would be a fair, reasonable number of points to take from a challenging trip like this under these circumstances? Five? I mean, if it's six, that's a pretty nice trip. But I'll go with five. I think they need to come home with five in order to keep pace and in order to make those games in hand that we've been talking about for so long really count. You know what else they're going to need? They're going to need to really 180 degrees reverse course and get back to defending, meaning not anything at all like that debacle that we saw Sunday against the Flyers. Yes, it's swell that they were able to eventually outscore Philadelphia and keep peppering poor Cal Peterson, one of the NHL's worst goaltenders all night. That's not going to work. Not against these opponents, not against the Canucks, Kraken, Flames, and Oilers, especially the two on the bookends. They're going to have to defend. Oh, boy. There it is, right? How long has it been since I brought this subject up? But this is still who they need to be to be at their best. And if there's one thing that might, well, no, I'm going to throw it two things in that'll work to their advantage in this scenario. One is the Philadelphia thing that just happened, which had to have been no matter what it was that they were glowing about afterwards, they were glad to have gotten the points and don't worry about anything. There's no way that those guys, not as a group, would have taken the nature of that showing well. And the other thing is that they played the Canucks at PPG Paints Arena earlier this season, and they got smoked. They got smoked right away. Remember it now? First period, the JT Miller, Elias Peterson, Brock Besser line, which some people call the best in hockey, just blew through them like they were nothing. Now, granted, the Canucks aren't super deep, but all it takes sometimes is one electric line to kind of intimidate you a little bit. And that happened. Okay. I'm not going to betray any confidences here, but after that game, I spoke with players in that room who felt that Vancouver might have come at them more ferociously in terms of aggressive offense than any other opponent they'd faced all season. And that's good. That's what you want with these guys. I say this a lot, but it really applies right now. The Penguins are 
best off when they're a little bit humbled. But when they're a lot humbled, meaning they have a lot of respect for the opponent that they're facing that night, their mindset shows itself on the ice and it shows itself well because they are capable. I don't think they're great at it, but they're capable of defending and they're eminently capable of turning that defending into offense. And now add on top of that, not having Jake Gensel, not having Brian Rust, by the way, he was left behind on the trip. Mike Sullivan told reporters in Vancouver after practice at Rogers Arena yesterday, though they left open the possibility that he could join the team on the trip, which makes it sound like his prognosis is a little bit rosier than what I thought when I saw him going off the ice on Sunday. But that's two-thirds of your top line, while the other guy's top line might be, to repeat, the best or one of the best in the sport. So defend. So figure out which goaltender you're going to trust. And right now, to be blunt, after that debacle, third reference, <laughs> against the Flyers, I'm not sure that would be Tristan Jari. I'd like to see Alex Nedeljkovic get a crack tonight. We'll see if that happens. But I also have to remind that the last time we saw Nedeljkovic, it was his worst performance of the season. So all of this, even the goaltending, which we haven't discussed in any negative tone all season long, all of it needs to do a violent 180. And that's got to begin tonight against the Canucks, because here's another thing about this schedule for the week. It's Canucks. Two days later, it's the Kraken. Tough challenges. Then there's another gap. And then it's Calgary and Edmonton back to back which means the Oilers are going to be sitting there waiting for the Penguins to come in. And that's a tough, tough scenario way out there. No matter what the other variables are, defend, just defend. When we come back, J1Q. comes from Frank, who says, DK, I got to tell you, not feeling good after beating the Flyers is a weird feeling. Even Sid can't make up for six or seven lousy teammates every single game. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm getting at here, Frank. Maybe subliminally, you're telling yourself what the opening segment was was just trying to relay to everybody all over again. And that is when you've seen the Penguins at their best, they've looked a certain way and they didn't look anything like that. So here you are watching the Penguins beat their arch rival in a game that their arch rival needed as much as they did. And you're seeing John Tortorella on the bench and you're seeing that logo and thinking back to all the times that this happened or that happened between the franchises. And you're seeing while also seeing a lot of stuff that you've been craving for all winter long. Not one, but two whole power play goals. 
You saw Brian Rust carrying on his streak. You saw Sid piling up four points. You saw Ricard Raquel score a goal. You saw the new trade acquisition just show up, lace up some skates, and score his first goal with Emil Bemstrom. That's all stuff that would have been the warmest and fuzziest of all the warm and fuzzy. Except for all the rest. And except for the timing of it. And except that you remember that when they beat the Avalanche, when they beat the Golden Knights, when they beat the Jets, when they beat the Bruins. Okay, wait, that Bruins one is not a good example. That came up in Boston was 6-5. That was actually a lot more like the Flyers game than anything else. But the other three, all right? And they've beaten some of the league's best teams. They've done that you think about it consistently for a couple of years. And when they do, no one really says all that much about it. No one acts like they're stunned or it's the surprise of the century or whatever. It ends up feeling like just a game in which they played the way they're supposed to play. And that's what you didn't see on Sunday. And that's what you need to see all this week, Frank. So among other things, Because I mentioned a bunch already in the opening segment, you're going to need your best defensive players to be, well, your best defensive players. Want to know who had a lousy game, an especially lousy game against the Flyers? Hint, I've never spoken an ill syllable about his performance since he's been here. Yeah, Lars Eller. Wow, what a mess he was. I mean, it happens to everybody. Except Mario. Always have to throw that into parentheses. Except Mario. Never happened to Mario. That you can have a game that looks nothing like what you normally do. Eller was losing draws, was losing coverage, was giving the puck away, wasn't creating really that much for his new line mates. Yikes. All of this, all of it, all of it, all of it, 180 degrees. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, and we will do another one of these tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.